So hello, and today we're talking to Jay Tomt of the Reconomy Project, and uh, this is a part of a series of interviews with people who are helping to build a new economy. Um, I did a bit of homework, Jay, and I've read some of your articles, especially on e economic growth and ecological damage and developing local economies, and I strongly agree with what you're saying. Um, so, uh, yeah, tell us a bit about what you're up to. What's, what's at the top of your agenda at the moment? Okay. Well, uh, good morning, Dave, and uh, thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> well, um, gosh, there's so many things going on, and um, I'm involved with uh, work around Totnes with the Reconomy Project here. Um, we're about ready to run our eighth Community of Dragons Local Entrepreneur Forum event. Um, I have been involved with trying to build a network in this region uh, called the Devon Convergence or, you know, using an event called the Devon Convergence to try to build this network and that launched a project over in Torbay. And so I'm involved with that project and we're planning to do a local entrepreneur forum there in June. So these are all things that are keeping me busy down here, but I'm also involved in something called Control Shift, Emergency Summit for Change. Mm -hmm. We had a summit last year and we're organizing another summit in May. So um, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> so tell us about this local, um, was local economy forum? Local Entrepreneurs Forum. Yes, Local Entrepreneur Forum. Um, Well, the, the, the beginnings of it go back to 2011. And we had just formed our group here in Totnes. And uh, we thought, okay, what can we do uh, to try to make a difference in our local economic uh, situation? So how can we make it more sustainable? How can we provide... Uh, meaningful work for young people? How can we create alternatives to global capitalist corporations, et cetera? And um, being systems thinkers, we thought, well, why don't we try to start an incubator for new social green um, ethical enterprises? We tried, we tried, we tried again, and we kept running into roadblocks. And so finally we kind of took a page out of the permaculture book and said, well, the problem is the solution. So if we can't do an incubator, let's do an incubator in one day. And that was, um, that was kind of what kicked off this idea for the local entrepreneur forum. So basically it's a one day event and we try to get everybody we can think of in the room who might be an entrepreneur or a potential entrepreneur or an investor or a potential investor or an expert or a catalyst or um, someone with an interest. <laughs> we generally get about 100 or 130 people in the room. And uh, we have the usual kinds of things in a big event, you know, a speaker to kind of frame the day. But the, the most interesting parts of the day are in the morning, we run kind of facilitated networking and open space. And this is really important for a lot of different reasons. Um, it gives people a chance to meet who they need to meet, learn what they need to learn, 
build some relationships. Uh, and at the end of the day, I think if you're trying to create change, that's the most important thing, building relationships, building networks. So, um, so this local entrepreneurs forum, it's a bit like um, a right on Dragon's Den, something like that. Well, and this, yeah, well, this is the second part of the day. So um, the, the first part uh, is really good for helping potential entrepreneurs kind of see that there's a pathway, perhaps, to getting something started. And people talk about all kinds of different things like, oh, who's interested in, in talking about ecotourism or starting up a cooperative or whatever. That goes into a shared meal for these relationships to continue to develop. And then we have four or five entrepreneurs pitch to the investors. And uh, they're, they're vetted beforehand. They meet some criteria. Are they going to benefit the community in some way? Are they ethical, sustainable, and so on? Um, and they pitch, um, you know, we're starting a, a CSA program. We're looking for people to sign up. We need about uh, 2,000 pounds. We need help with our website, that kind of thing. Um, and then the investors respond. Well, who are the investors? It's the community. So we call it the community of dragons. And people respond with, well, I'll loan you a thousand pounds because I know you. Um, yeah. Friendly and patient capital. So mm -hmm. low interest or no interest, I'll share the risk, or I'll give you a hundred pounds, or I'll give you 10 pounds if somebody else gives you 10 pounds, or I know you didn't ask for this, but I'll give you 25 fruit trees. Or I'll make you a video. I'll help you with your website. I'll help you with your business plan. Oh I know someone you can talk idea. to on my network. It's um, such a fantastic I'll, idea. Is well, it, is and it, then people, people are investing things like, I'll bake you a cake and I'll give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and is it working well? It's working really well. We've been doing it for eight years. Um, we've had uh, 31 projects pitch. Um, 27 are still existing. Uh, they include two farms, uh, a brewery, uh, a company that grows mushrooms on coffee waste, a foraging, uh, foraging uh, project, um, a, a whole range of things. And um, the interesting thing here is that they've all begun to collaborate with each other. And um, uh, they come back every year, they reinvest. In, in other projects. And I think the other, the other interesting thing here is that this platform gives us an opportunity to create a new narrative. So I've used the word entrepreneur, I've used the word invest, but we redefine these words. These words are cultural constructs to begin with. So instead of running away from those words, like so many in, our, in, in the new economy movement, well, new economy movement and beyond. Uh, economics is bad. Money is bad. Business is bad. Entrepreneurs are bad. They don't want to use these words. But what we are trying to do is redefine what they mean. So what kind of entrepreneur do we need in this historical moment? We don't need more Mark Zuckerbergs. No. We need more Myrtle Coopers. You know, she's the woman who started the foraging thing. And what it means to invest, you know, you can invest your hug, you can invest your, your good wishes, and you can participate in this process of transforming local economy into something that we would like to see in our community. And the return yeah. on that investment is a better place to live. Yeah. Um, it sounds so refreshing. The, 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 the Dragon's Den program really annoys me. 
at these really arrogant dragons and people terrified to talk to them. I just hate it. <laughs> but that's just that's such a fantastic antidote to that. So, do you, I mean, do you have grounds for optimism? I mean, do you think there are any grounds for optimism? I don't, I mean, I don't think we need to talk about overthrowing capitalism or reforming capitalism. <laughs> just, let's just build something different. I'm sure that, you know, the, the first capitalists didn't talk about overthrowing feudalism. They just built something different. Um, and that's what you're doing. And, uh, but it, so the new economy isn't coming quick, quickly enough, is it? Nothing seems to be getting us off the, to the trajectory that we're on, which is a really sort of dangerous one. What, what, what can we do to speed it up? Good question, Dave. Um, yeah, throwing a big one at you. <laughs> well, you know, change in human affairs isn't linear. So um, uh, we consider ourselves systems thinkers. We're aware of um, uh, complexity science and some of the insights that come from, from complexity science. So we know that we're in a complex adaptive system and it's hard to predict when we'll have these sort of positive cascade effects where, where change suddenly happens rapidly. And at the end of the day, what we're talking about is culture change. So um, once enough people are doing something new, it becomes a new norm and it can spread quickly. So this is kind of our, our, <clears throat> our hope at the end of the day. Change in the culture um, is the hardest thing, isn't it? Well, yes. And, and no, um, it all depends. <laughs> so here, so one of the things um, that we've observed here in Totnes is that, um, and I know, I know Totnes is a bit of a, a funny case because it, it has had a long history of progressive people moving into this area, going all the way back to before World War II, when uh, the Darnington estate was purchased by um, a billionaire philanthropist and uh, started doing lots of experimentation and, and uh, with education and music and stuff. Intellectuals from Europe poured in uh, before and during the war. And it's always kind of been this, this place of, of um, kind of new thinking and, and things happening, but it's still England. And uh, people aren't used to participating in public in new ways around Economics. For, for most people, economics is about money. It's you're either a consumer or an employee. Um, and so what we've observed is that people are now participating in a different way. So we had 200 people uh, play this role of investor, investing 740 something odd offers over the years. And now it's become a normal thing. It's become a norm. So it's the the local entrepreneur forum has happened in other places. And so it's been interesting to hear about the experience in other places. So for example, in Decorah, Iowa, um, they call it the trout tank because the Dragon's Den TV show in America is called um, Shark Tank. Uh -huh. So they're in the trout tank and, and, and it's a small town. And just like here in England, people are, you know, are a little bit shy about, you know, raising their hand and, and making investments. So um, they've also seen a change in their town, people, you know, kind of getting excited. And then you see, when you see your neighbor raise their hand and say, oh, I'll help you with this. Oh, okay. I'll raise my hand too. And it, it kind of, it kind of feeds off each other. But this has happened uh, also in Japan. 
where you would also expect people to be a little bit um, reserved. And so I think, um, you know, if this kind of thing spreads, it can set the stage for rapid transition. Or, you know, if not rapid transition in time, then at least adaptation. Yeah, I mean, my main uh, problem was that <clears throat> these kind of things never seem to happen in working class towns. I'm from a, I'm from a working class area and these, these sort of things are, they're sort of deserts when it comes to the, this kind of thing. But then Preston seems to have bucked that trend. There's some very interesting things um, happening in Preston. Yeah, and I think, um, so to take a little step back, you know, we've, we've been, um, We've been doing the local entrepreneur forum for eight years. We've done some research uh, into our local um, economy and opportunities for more local ownership, more local production. We have a good relationship with the council and we got a hold of some space and we have a uh, co-working and inc incubation space and we run it on a gift economy basis because we um, have very low expenses. We get people to run workshops and share their know-how and stuff like that. Um, and we've done lots of other things too, but what has emerged for us is this framework. So if we want to create a new kind of economic system, we have to create the conditions for new economic actors, new economic relationships and new economic models. So for us, this has meant trying to catalyze a new kind of entrepreneurial culture oriented towards solving the problems that we have, being part of the solution, mobilizing the capital that we already have. And we have lots of know-how, so social capital, and financial capital, uh, and then building out an ecosystem to support these new actors. So when we do the local entrepreneur forum every year, it's part of the ecosystem. We have the co-working space and we can bring others into a productive relationship like the local council, like the school for social entrepreneurs, et cetera. And then building, building networks, building convergence networks, you know, bringing the various streams of this new economy movement together in a place. And so, um, the reason I'm saying all that is because I think thinking in this way helps us to understand how we can how we can um, do things in working class towns to create that participation. When we when we create the opportunities for participation, I think we unlock that social capital and make it make it available. And it also builds solidarity. So when we have people, you know, in a room saying that they'll support you know, you guys over there starting up the project, that's really, that's really important. And I think that lays the foundation for more cooperatives and more um, solidarity uh, oriented network of, of um, enterprises and projects working together. It sets the stage for Preston kind of model. You know, if you have anchor institutions looking around to redirect their procurement and there's nobody to redirect it to, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so think it's, I think, yeah. So we're doing this in Torbay, which is very working class and has many of the same problems that any any northern towns have. And um, we'll see we'll see if it will work. But better weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we? Um, this is a question that troubles me, and you might be able to help me. How do we keep the corporates out of our communities? I mean, co-ops are great, but then they they're not a massive percentage of the of the entire economy. And uh, there are also sole traders, great, small business people, great. But Tesco was a corner shop once, and, and you know, we don't want to be an incubator for future Tescos. So, so, so when does a new economy business become an old economy business? Um, so is it sort of when a sole trader takes on one person? 
or when a business has another branch or a branch in another community or when they have more than a certain number of workers unless they're a co-op or when they trade their shares publicly when is when have they crossed the line and they're not sort of new economy anymore do you know what i mean and how do we how do we prevent that sort of move towards giant entre- entrepreneurialism um well i think i think the community by engaging the community you're already you're already working in a collaborative uh, cooperative democratic sort of way um the community can decide what kinds of enterprises it wants to support and um if there you know if there's uh, clear criteria for what kind of business you're you're willing to support then i think that solves most of the problem we do need to support alternatives if we want to keep corporates out if we want to uh yeah if we want to keep corporates out we have to either a fight them or b create better alternatives part of the i think part of creating the alternatives is is creating the conditions for people's needs to be met outside of the economic system or outside of the market and so you know the, the challenge that we face at the moment is reducing our footprint by something like 80% or 90% in the coming decades right so we're going to have to consume a hell of a lot less we're going to have to find ways of meeting our needs in different ways and so this you know this is part of our story down here part of our narrative so i'm not you know i'm not i don't think worry being worried about whether or not we're just reinventing capitalism i don't think that's i don't think that's a top worry at the moment i think i think a better worry a bigger worry is how can we rapidly transition to uh, an economic system that's meeting people's needs in a way that is super low environmental impact, super low uh, carbon footprint. It's a, it's a huge innovation challenge, and we can't leave it to the big corporates to figure it out. And certainly, central governments aren't going to figure it out. So I think all of this thinking goes hand in hand with the new municipalist movement too, and greater, greater democracy. Um, you know, de- decentralized political power, decentralized economic power. Yeah. Our, our local bar, I live in Tooting in South London, our, our local bar was just fantastic. But the reason it was fantastic was because of the owner. And the owner was always there and he would, he would play what music you wanted to. He'd have a chat with you at the bar. He stocked beer from a local uh, uh, a tiny little brewery. That was the only beer he sold. He was completely on board with this kind of thinking. And then um, I think it was possibly his partner who was, who was a bit more ambitious and they opened a second branch. So um, it was a, and, and then half the time he wasn't there. So he was employing staff to be there who didn't care about the business like he did. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just ruined the bar. And then, you know, so mm-hmm. we don't go there anymore. And it just completely died. And, and so it's this sort of ambition to be a chain that a lot of people have. It's like, right, I've got my bar, I've got my cafe, I've got my restaurant, I've got my business. How do I start my second branch? And then my third yeah. branch, and then my fourth branch. And it's like, what do you do about that? That's a, for me, that's a sort of a, a wrong kind of entrepreneurialism. It's not a community-based one. It's a selfish one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I think part of it maybe is, is this cultural change bit. You know, the culture is going to change one way or the other. Uh, crashes are going to come. And depending on who you believe, they're, kept, they're around the corner or around the next corner. So um, we're either going to find ways to come together and 
and understand that we can't do things the way we used to do anymore. We're going to have to find new ways of doing things with a new kind of ethic that puts people and the, and the ecological systems around us as a top priority. Or we're going to go mad and we're going to kill each other over the last scrap of food. Yeah, that is a distinct possibility, isn't it? I think you're right. It's about culture change. It's about people thinking, you know, I, I don't want to help you become a, 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 a multinational. You know, I don't want to help your mad ambitions. I want to support businesses that support my community. And I guess that's the only way really yeah. in the long term. But um, I, I, I know. Yeah, I, think, I think. Go on, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I think, I think. I think there's kind of a rising tide of people who, who have this intention, you know. Um, and certainly in the new economy uh, movement, if you will, I don't think any of those words are really the right words, but... Um, it's difficult, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there are more and more people coming together with this, with this kind of thinking to try to be a catalyst for that kind of change. So, um, you know, we've been talking about stuff I'm involved with, I know the, the stuff that you're involved with, uh, the Preston model, and uh, this is part of, uh, this will be part of the narrative uh, and the practical work of Control Shift. And the World Social Forum, you know, they're, they're going to start doing these themed um, convergence uh, conferences. And the next one's going to be on transformative economies. That's next year in Barcelona. So, so it seems like you know, the alternative to corporate global capitalism is beginning to self-organize and rise, which I think is, you know, is a sign of hope. I um, I was asked by um, somebody at Imperial uh, College in London to go along and give a talk about, you know, what's happening to ecology. Um, yeah, Andy, Andy Goldring was telling me, he said, watch out for insects. Insects are going to be the next big thing that people are going to stop. And sure enough, two reports about what's happening to me. I don't think people realize how dangerous that is. I think we're trending towards zero insects. And yeah. really that, that means zero people. You know, in, insects are the base of the food chain and the, <laughs> the pollinators and the soil builders. Yeah. To worry. So I was, I was asked to go to give, give a talk to some um, environmental science uh, students. And so I went to give this talk and um, it really didn't go down very well. <laughs> And they, all of them, what they were, they were all oh. wanting to get jobs in the corporate sector, working on corporate social responsibility. That's what they were after. They didn't want to hear what I was saying. I was saying more or less what you've been saying. Mm -hmm. They weren't. In, they weren't interested. They just wanted to work for the corporate sector, get get big bucks for corporate social responsibility. And I just, it was possibly the most depressing evening of my life. Just oh my god, these are the people that should be really bringing about change, and all they're oh trying gosh. to. Increase market share for the corporate sector, or, or help them to hang on to their market share. I just thought, no, it's just—it doesn't matter how often you tell me that you're green and ethical, and uh, you're just not. You suck wealth out of communities. That's what you exist for, and it's—I just find corporate social yeah. responsibility so depressing. I don't know. I don't know what you think about it. I agree. I was I was in California back in the you know the um, I don't know what you say the aughts you know between what? 2000 and 2010 I was in California oh, in the noughties yeah 
the naughties, is that what you say? Maybe. And so, um, you know, I was involved in, in some, some interesting startups and businesses um, uh, uh, doing bioplastics, you know, compostable packaging, that kind of thing. And, uh, and then another was um, an internet retailer doing every kind of green and environmental product you can think of. And then another, uh, another thing that I helped start up uh, distributing green products trying to green the, the DIY sector basically in California. And so in those days, you know, there was a, re there was a lot of enthusiasm for green consumerism <clears throat> or ethical consumerism. And people would, would, would say, you know, well, you can vote with your dollar every day and make a difference. And then green became the new black, you know, Al Gore's film came out and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was very kind of a hopeful time. And then, Big corporates got involved, um, Walmart being the poster child, and that was kind of the, the birth of the corporate sustainability uh, industry. And it became clear right away that, um, that it was a big sham. And unfortunately, a lot of people who were working for positive change in the environmental movement thought, yes, if we could change Walmart, if Walmart just changed 10%, that would have such a huge impact. And some of us were just like, you know, slapping our foreheads like, no, come on, you guys, we're not going to buy our way out of this at all. And anyway, Walmart is, their business model is inherently unsustainable. There's not, there's nothing they, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. so this, this, this problem of corporate, um, uh, you know, kind of, uh, co-opting these, you know, these, these reframings, these, these um, sort of cultural memes or, or whatever you want to call them, uh, I think is, is a real issue. And um, this is one reason why I like degrowth. So degrowth, you know, as they, as they like to say, it's a bit of a punch in the face. You can't, no corporate is going to say, yeah, we're all for degrowth. <laughs> Um, but they can say we're for regenerative, of course we're yeah. for regenerative culture, of course we're for inclusive growth and green growth, yeah. of course we are. <laughs> of course we're for local communities, of course we're for sustainability, of course we're for ethics. It's like, no, you, you, can't, you can't be, your model doesn't allow you to be. Your model is about perpetual growth and sucking money out of communities wherever you have a branch. Yeah. So Starbucks, you know, they've, they've caught on to this thing. They started developing local branches that look like small independent coffee shops. Yeah. Tesco started putting wooden cladding all around their stores and so have McDonald's, I think. Yeah. It's just. And Jack, Jack Daniels adverts on the tube make it look as though the Jack Daniels factory is a tiny little workshop in a village somewhere in Kentucky. Uh -huh. Whereas actually it's a giant, giant nightmare of a factory. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so the, so you know the the um, how do you say you know the cards are stacked against us in, in so many ways, but um, I think it was was a Paul Hawken or Jeremy Rifkin or somebody said you know we are the Earth's antibodies, and uh, oh and probably you're you're a fan of uh, Carl Pagliani, so you know the the double movement is happening, you know, the worse things get, 
uh, the more evident corporate power becomes, the more people are rising up. And so um, it's so it's really great that Extinction Rebellion is happening and also yeah. that, that the kids are rising up. So I think all of these things contribute to sort of an ecosystem of a movement, hopefully. Yeah, there are so many different fronts that we can, um, you know, do things on. And it's, something's bound to click soon. I've, I've, you know, I can feel it in the air. Um, we're, we're building this UK. Um, it's a, a national mutual credit network. It's, it's now mm. called the UK Open Credit Network. Uh, and we'd, we'd love to liaise with you about that at some point. I think it could be a very useful part of the jigsaw. Um, is, this, you know, is this a business-to-business -business system or it's a business -to -business system, yeah. We're, we're, we're looking for ways that we can include sole traders and individuals, but um, it's sort of, we'd have to comply with consumer credit regulations, which would be very difficult, and so we need to get some legal advice on that first. But to, to start with, it'll be business to business. <laughs> well, that sounds um, really exciting. Um, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, if you, it, I mean, if you know, if there, if there were a new Totnes mutual credit scheme, it could be nested inside our national scheme, and then a global scheme. We're working with Matthew Slater, and he's writing uh, Credit Commons software, which could take it global, and so you know, you could earn your credits in Totnes, and you could spend them in Italy. Um, and so, so I mean, there are lots of other groups doing it as well. But ours is going to be a co-op with open source software, and it's you know. It's going to be to hopefully to help build the, the non-corporate sector. Well, that sounds really exciting, and uh, you know, I think um, kind of coming back to your to your question about you know how can we how can we transform the economic system rapidly? I think uh, that would be a key piece. But also, I think um, you know if you look around at the solutions. Uh, there's no shortage. We we kind of know what to do. We just need to get our, get uh, get on the stick and start doing it. So maybe yeah. there are maybe there are a hundred transformative hundred transformative models out there. Um, if every town had ten of them going, we'd be halfway there. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's also also um, I don't know if you've seen non-corporate. Org. It's a sort of a tool to help people withdraw from the corporate sector and uh, you know, Feel free to spread that around your networks as well It's just a tool for anybody anywhere to sort of get their money out of uh, the corporate sector in, in, into the cooperative sector and then the new economy sector um, Yeah, I remember you were you were talking about that last year, so um, I have been to the site a couple times Is it I'm gonna go to it now, but yeah, I will happily share that yeah, it's live. Yeah, and um, I talked to Mickey Metz in the states as well, and she's um, said she'd have a look at, at launching it in the states as well. So that would be really interesting. Who's that person? Uh, Mickey Metz is one of the authors of um, this book, "Hours Hours to Hack and Tomorrow." It's a, a, a about the rise of platform cooperativism. Oh, nice. She's very well. She's very well connected in the states. Very well known. Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, so how can people keep in touch with you and what you're up to and how can they, um, you know, be kept up to speed with what you're doing? Well, um, uh, probably a couple of different ways. One is on Facebook. Uh, so the Totnes Reconomy Project is on Facebook and Twitter at the Reconomy Center. Uh, and we also have... Um, 
website, reconomycenter.org, and you can sign up for our newsletter if you're so inclined uh, on that site. Um, what if people want wanted to do some of the things that you're doing in their own town? I mean, do you can you help people? Can you train people? Can you point people in the right direction? Absolutely, and I'm working I'm working on a toolkit um, for the local entrepreneur forum. Fantastic. Um, and I'm I'm uh, willing to spend time on Zoom or uh, or Skype or whatever with anyone who wants to do it. And so, it's not rocket science. There are some there are some bits to consider and some experience to learn from. Um, but they're going to be doing this. So we're going to be doing it in Torbay. They're going to be doing it in Froome. They've done it in Hebden Bridge. They've done it in Brixton. They've done it in Japan. They're going to be doing it in Rio de Janeiro. They do it in, and they they're doing it in a place in the United States. So. There's, you know, there's some seeds for it to, to grow. If anybody wants to, to learn more about it, they can, they can go to the website and find out all about it. And if you want to Fantastic. do it. I might, have to, uh, I might have to introduce you to my oh, yeah. nephew. who uh, My nephew lives in Dudley, which is, isn't quite as exotic as Rio de Janeiro. But, um, <laughs> but uh, the, the, I think the Preston model is on its way to Dudley. I've heard something like that. I know uh, Frances Northrop at um, um, New Economics Foundation. She, went, she was up in Dudley the other day. And I was amazed. I was like, oh, you're going to start something in Dudley. So my nephew's really excited and he, he wants to get involved with something like that. So I'll, I'll, maybe, I'll maybe get him to have a chat with you and talk about this toolkit. I think he'd be really interested. That sounds great. I think this is, this is kind of where we're at in this historical moment is it's all about doing stuff now. And that means sharing the know-how and supporting other people doing, doing similar things.